Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Creo que no me merezco terminar así. Creo que me he esforzado lo suficiente durante toda mi carrera deportiva como para que mi final no sea hoy aquí en una rueda de prensa, ¿no? Que mi final sea de otra manera y voy a esforzarme para que mi final sea de otra manera. Hola a todos. Después de un año fuera de la competición, ha llegado el momento de volver. Será en Brisbane y será la primera semana de, de enero. Nos vemos allí. Wow, how about that for some dramatic music and uh, emotion? At the end of the video, I like how uh, he's got his head down and then he looks up uh, to give us the uh, information that Rafa Nadal, after one year of away from competition, uh, he will be returning to competitive uh, tennis um, in about five weeks from now, a little bit less than five weeks from now. He says he says the first week of January, although I believe the Brisbane event gets underway on the 31st. So he may yet be, given his ranking, he may yet be drawn to play on the 31st of December. But um, uh, he's in a good mood, right, James, I guess? 
he looks like he's in a in a, in a good mood. Um, of course, I don't understand a word of Spanish, so it was good. You know, you don't need to know a lot. You don't need to know a lot to to say that he's he's coming back. He's coming back, and it's such a it's it's so good to see Rafa to be uh, uh coming back. It's a real bit of an excitement, really. It's he's been gone for the gone for the entire year. He was um quite he was quite actually I don't know who he's paid as part of his marketing team to be able to put together that little. Uh, little clip but for him to show you know the, the, the absolute pain he was in in that match against uh, Mackenzie McDonald and you know to, to be able to come back you know well be able to come back from that especially when it was looking a bit dicey you know we were going to you know going into the clay court season you know and him constantly saying okay I'm going to be here and then we would then get those those clips and those images of him at his academy you know with the sun at the background you're like oh no here we go another one of these videos where he's going to be uh where he's going to be saying he's going to he can't go to the next tournament, but he's hoping for the next. And we got that constantly from Monte Carlo, then to Barcelona, then to Madrid, then to Rome, and then it was like, yeah. actually, no, the entire season is a complete write-off. So for him now to actually be back, especially when we've, we've been seeing little clips, little uh, little images that have been popping up on social media of him practicing. You know, some people were looking at his rallies and saying they were looking good in terms of his forehand and backhand, but then we were seeing some clips of his service motions, which weren't exactly looking. The best, and that was only really a month or two ago. Um, you know, he's not a man that will necessarily commit to something if he didn't feel like it was it was going to be possible to take place. So for him to have that inner confidence to then put together this snazzy little video saying he's going to be uh, gracing the the blue courts of Brisbane is it's just you know absolutely br- um, brilliant to see. We got a clue. I mean, we've had a few clues in recent weeks. I think somebody suggested, oh, Carlos Moya has tweeted. He tweets about three times a year and and twice, two of those tweets uh, are related to um, like sponsorship commitments. So he's committed, uh, he's uh, shown a couple of hearts uh, in, a, uh, in a tweet. We got a few clues in recent days uh, regarding the scheduled return, I mean, we've we've had lots of clues in the last few weeks that he plans to return at at some point. Uh, but we got a clue about four or five days ago. I think a Spanish journalist said this is the planned return schedule, and it in- included a and the timeline even included uh, as detailed as returning or sorry, uh, a practicing in Kuwait uh, in a few in basically in December. And it then detailed how he would then go back to or would go to Australia at the end of December with a plan to play Brisbane 250 and then uh, the Australian Open. So we had that clue, although that, you know, you've got to be skeptical with those. And it did say, look, this is the plan. But then we got a big clue last night. I didn't want to get too excited, but we got a huge clue uh, last night when it was um, the Brisbane International tweeted Big news coming tomorrow. Uh, and it was, uh, I'll see if I can find the um, the uh, the tweet that they sent. Ah, yeah, here we go. So uh, they sent a tweet at about, I don't know, about one or two o'clock in the morning, uh, Central European time. And, and it was basically then deleted. Okay, mm. so Brisbane International, uh, this is the, obviously the tournament that he's said, we've got big news coming tomorrow. They deleted it. I don't know if somebody from the Rafa team said, get that down. We're supposed to be breaking <laughs> this. Or we don't know yet. Or they just didn't like the wording of the tweet. Well, a couple of hours later, it returned. And it was basically um, <laughs> getting set for a big, a big announcement. Uh, in the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy some court surfacing 
in Brisbane. So that was all very amusing uh, last night. And I still didn't know if, you know, they were doing a sort of a Craig Tiley on us or, or, or whatever. And, but uh, it does appear that he'll be he'll be back in, um, in Brisbane, at least if, as long as the next four or five weeks goes to plan. And um, yeah, let's let's rewind about 12 months, though to the period that you're referring to when it sort of begins to unravel in in, um, uh, in Melbourne a year ago. Of course, we got a six-week timeline, didn't we, James, for that initial injury? I think it was six to eight weeks, and we were thinking, mm. oh, I wonder if that means he'll be back for Indian Wells. Well, 12 months later, and uh, yeah, he still didn't return. You You mentioned that sort of period in the summer where it was like delay after delay after delay, and then we got that press conference of course may i think end of may basically or middle of may basically saying he i think it was during the tournament in rome funny enough where he like okay we're not um going to be doing the french open but we're also not going to be doing anything this year i think he did touch upon a potential return at the davis cup but spain didn't qualify and um yeah jethro what are your first thoughts on on what we've just heard first of all good afternoon everyone James and John, nice to see you guys. How you doing? Good afternoon, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, no, very excited. Uh, obviously, not really sure what to expect. Um, yeah, what's kind of what I, I'm just concerned about the movement for when he comes back. But uh, I've seen some hitting videos, and he looks as strong as ever. So um, yeah, excited, but yeah, not. Uh, I suppose not expecting too much heading into next year. Just gonna kind of, you know, see see what we get and try and. You know, get the most out of it, really, because we don't know how, how much longer he's going to be playing for. Yeah, um, I mean, you mentioned some of these practice videos. It's it's almost it's almost impossible to give an accurate um, prediction on those. But I will say that my uh, casual observing eyes, they look better than they did in April, May, when we saw some of the practice videos there. Um, also, during that period, he wasn't serving. No, you won't see a single practice serve from him in the period of April, May and March, even when it, when we saw him in practice. And he was practicing behind closed doors. Uh, somebody once said to me, oh, that's kind of normal for Rafa. No, it's as we've seen from these videos that have been coming out the last four weeks. Actually, a lot of the time he practices not behind closed doors. At least he'll, he'll let the cameras in for a minute or two. Uh, and then the rest of the time would be behind closed doors. But um, that said a lot to me then, and it also said a lot to me that, that he wasn't doing so this time. Um, James, what can we expect uh, when when he does take the court uh, in Brisbane? And then, of course, Melbourne, if, if all goes to plan. Well, I certainly think we won't we won't be seeing like peak rapper at all, or at least like rapper that we've been we, we were we were used to at the um well certainly, you know, leading up to Wimbledon twenty twenty two. I think as Jeffro points out there in terms of movement, it still will be probably quite restricted at points. Um no, I don't I don't think we'll be seeing him covering all elements of the court as what we what we're used to, you know, from both sides to to another. I, I do think we'll probably his I mean, it'll take him a couple of matches, like any player, really. It takes a couple of matches, really, just to be able to get your get your uh, get almost like your line of sight in um, sorted when it comes to both your forehand and your and your uh, backhand side. But I, I expect that part of his game to be the quickest to get back up to speed. But as what's been pointed out in terms of with the serving, that may take the longest to actually get back up to any degree of competitability. We could see a situation with a lot of uh, Rafa's matches where. 
you know, when it comes to his opponent's service games and potentially returning, which has always been a good, a good part of his game, uh, and when it comes to rallying, he may be able to, you know, break his opponent on a fair few occasions. But when it comes to his own service games, he could be incredibly vulnerable through the Brisbane tournament uh, and also going in, going into the Melbourne uh, Melbourne tournament. Um, but you know, but similarly, you know, it depends on, of course, on how how his draw goes and in terms of the number of players he gets to play. If he, he, I mean, of course, he'll hope he'll be able to. Uh, do something similar to what he did two years ago at the um, at the Melbourne Somerset tournament in tw- in twenty two, uh, where we've got basically a range of fairly easy ish opponents that gave him a few matches on the court, which then meant he won that title, picked up that weird glass boomerang, uh, and then uh, uh, and then was a- and then was able to go on to Melbourne with that confidence of winning a two fifty when everyone else was playing United Cup or wherever they or wherever they or, or ATP that you know was it was called for back then. Uh, and then um, was able to then really hit the ground running in Melbourne quite well and go on and win the title. Um, but yeah, granted, like I said, I think what we'll see is his forehand and backhand will be the quickest thing to get back up to speed, but his serve and his movement will be the thing that we'll have to follow on afterwards. And um, we would probably are going to expect to see a lot of Rafa's service games where he gets broken a fair bit. I think um, there's been one or two comments in the chat. Why is he coming back Brisbane? Well, it's just simply the calendar. I mean, it's just hmm. if you are 99 or 100% sure you're going to play, or if you're 100% sure you're going to play the, the, the Australian Open, then, um, you know, play in the same similar conditions in the same country, time zone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, get out there as soon as you possibly can. And, and surfaces, hopefully similar. I, I think there are different court speeds, of course, but but um, there does tend to be a little bit more similarity, of course, between court, uh, courts in the same country. Um, and well, yeah, it's not just to jump in. Sorry, no, when it comes well, to it, it's, it's the perfect place to do your warm up tournament. I mean, the, the player that has played a warm up tournament literally like two weeks prior to the Australian Open the last two years has ended up winning it. And that was, yeah, right. Novak last year winning in Adelaide and then going on and winning in a winning um, Australian Open, and then Rafa on screen here winning the Melbourne Somerset before going on and winning a. Uh, winning the, the Australian Open as well, it's it's a very good form of preparation. Is 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 to, to you know hit Brisbane this time around or Adelaide as it was last year. I actually think it's probably better than the United Cup because you're sort of less reliant on on teammates to give you you match practice, and also mm-hmm. there's there could be. I think it would depend. I think Novak and Rafa can probably cope with this, but other players, if they have an emotional roller coaster to winning or just missing out on the United Cup, I think that could be quite draining. Uh, ahead of playing a, a Grand Slam, um, but also there's questions about why he's well. He doesn't. He, somebody says why is he not playing United Cup? Well, he uh, he doesn't qualify because of his rankings about 2,691 in the in the in the world rankings. I think <sighs> Jethro is about to come past him actually in the world rankings right now. Um, not, not before you, John. No, I think you're much far <laughs> ahead of me. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on on expectations for Rafa Jethro? Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember who it was. Some former player uh, said he doesn't think the Dars gonna be challenging for Grand Slams. I think that's probably fair. Um, I really don't think we, think we can expect too much. You know, he wants to kind of go out on his on his own terms. But if he's if he stays fit for the whole year and he's playing really well, then he'll you know he may well continue. So it's all quite up in the air. But I, yeah, it, it, I mean, if he gets a good draw in Brisbane in Australia, he can win some matches for sure. But yeah, as I said earlier, I think movement's going to be really big because before he got that hip injury, his um, his movement was terrible um, due to the ab injury. Uh, he was, you know, he was losing to kind of Tommy Paul and Taylor Fritz, you know, yeah, on a regular yeah. 
in the indoor hard court season just you know just before the season started so yeah i'm that's the main that's the main concern obviously you know it, it's, it's had a lot of time to heal now the hip and the, the abs should hopefully be fine by now but yeah i'm yeah i think a lot depends on the draw to be honest yep um, you mentioned uh, the movement and stuff. I mean, listen, I think if if he wasn't fully committed to this, if he wasn't sure that 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 he you know that he feels good, that doesn't mean that two matches later he doesn't break down again. That is a a possibility that has to be countenanced. But um, uh, if he didn't feel like I'm ready to play three weeks of tennis on a different continent and and all the rest of it, uh, three weeks. That's uh. It's maybe a little optimistic if you know what I mean. I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking about. But um uh is that Kulon classic they're gonna be get, he's gonna get himself into at the final final uh, final set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna do it a couple of challenges as well as as Brisbane. Um then he I think he would he would keep his powder dry. He'll go, you know what? I think I still probably just need a few more weeks on the practice course. And then he would be avoiding the you know, we're talking about joints and we're talking about the hip and, and potentially the foot as well. Um, you would probably want to avoid the hard courts and, and come back on the clay, which is, you know, a lot more sliding around on a lot softer surface, which is a lot easier on the on the joints. So I think, uh, you know, we can see him practicing the last few weeks on hard courts. Um, we knew, therefore, that he wasn't sliding around on the clay thinking about a March or April return. Uh, you know, he was optimistic and, and hopeful of a of a of a january return and that's what it's going to be in in brisbane um i think it, it makes total sense it could be if we just look at the next few weeks it could be anything from uh he breaks down in training in in kuwait as i say he's going to get to kuwait for a training block then head back to spain and then head to australia any point in the next you know 30 odd days we might see images of him on a practice court and it's just you know too much too soon or you know it's maybe not going to happen at all at least in a in a competitive environment such as a a slam that is the extreme uh negative scenario the the positive scenarios range from um you know he has a good brisbane tournament uh he wins a couple of matches and loses in three sets to davidic fakina uh, although Davich Fakina will probably be playing. I, I don't know why I just thought of Davich Fakina. He's just the first. I was just trying to think of somebody about 30 in the world. Or he loses to Dominic Team, Jethro, in a oh. in the final of, of, of Brisbane in a in a rematch of of, of many of their class games. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that at all. Or I was just watching their, their match ran sort of semi-randomly uh over the course of a few weeks in various chunks, their match in, in Australia in 2020 and um Wow, what an insane four-set rather than five-set match! But in so many yeah. ways, it had the characteristics of a five-set match. That was amazing. I, I think a Lehet, lot of people. Well, I, I guess Lehet's going to be playing um, uh, United Cup. But anyway, go on. Sorry, James, I cut you off. I, saying, I think a lot of the people chat would like chat would like a Murray Rafa match as a, as, a, as a potential final in Brisbane as a both of those two are playing uh, are playing that tournament, and that would be a brilliant throwback. The, uh, the, the battle of the thirty-eight. You know, thirty-five plus somethings uh, with dodgy hips, or one with a metal hip, one with a dodgy one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that would certainly be a, a roll back the calendar uh, event. Mm. Dare I say it would be an event for the hipsters? Um, uh. Oh dear, Jethro, you're starting to regret coming on this time, show. Time to end the stream. <laughs> um, mm. 
Yes. So, so you know, there, there's there's all sorts of very, listen. He could have a, a you know half decent return in in Brisbane, and I think decent would be anything between winning one and four matches. It might only be four. You need to do to win the tournament. Um, I think he won three to win that Melbourne. I know he he had a withdrawal en route to winning that Melbourne two fifty. Um, so I'm not sure if he won three or four matches to win that title. But um, yeah, I mean, of course, it depends on the competition, depends on who's playing there. There's, there's probably quite thinned out because I think there's two or three 250s at the same time. There used to be one in India, although I think it's now moved to Hong Kong. Um, and there may well be another one in, in Australia or New Zealand at the same time, as well as the United Cup. So that's one scenario. And then, of course, he goes to Melbourne and, and, and maybe gets a nice draw and a couple of straight set wins and, and gets to rounds three or four. And then we just see that the even uh, Rafa Nadal's limitations do have a limit. And then his calendar... I'm just having a look, sorry. I can already yeah. see... Um, I was just um, scrolling through Brisbane International's uh, Twitter or X feed. Uh, yeah. Ben Shelton's committed to that. So okay. is uh, Grigor Dimitrov, Holger Rune, uh, of course, Andy Murray. Um, yeah, it's not going to be a very Actually, easy pretty competitive. As soon as you said Ben Shelton, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, on the hard courts, especially if they're quite speedy. And I think Melbourne certainly is, is one of the faster hard courts. Uh, mm. That um, might not be uh, good news for Rafa, and it might be very Runa would be terrible first round as well. Runa as well. I'll kind of see Runa yeah. there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe win a set, Rafa. Let's, <laughs> let's maybe uh, tone this down. I don't see him um, being any of them except maybe Andy. But if Andy, because it'll be the start of the season, Andy will probably be in pretty good form again. Because I, I think Murray just burnt out towards the end of the year. I wonder if there'll be a few hot balls in there in the, in the draw to try and make sure Rafa avoids. Don't touch that one. That's Runa. Don't touch that one. And, uh, Andy, yeah, that'll do. Although if we can find if we can find the the, the qualifier or the the Australian wildcard who's ranked six hundred in the world, maybe Hitchikata. Although I know he's ranked a lot higher. Give him now. um. Give him Ghosty's favorite mulch arm. I'm sure Rafa would sweep him in, in no time at all. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then. And then on he goes. I mean, and then... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Then the Australian Open itself, as I say, it, it could be, you know, probably th 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 there's a there's a, a train of thought that could be, you know what, I, I don't think fans ever think like this and Rafa won't ever think like this, but there's a train of thought of let's just get through those few weeks unscathed. Let's yeah. just win a couple of matches and the body is still fine and then we kick on for the clay court season. I mean, there's Indian Wells. He, he said in his press conference in May that he would like to, uh, it, well, he, su he suggested that, that 2024 be his last year. He didn't commit to that, but he did suggest it. It may well be. And he would like to revisit, um, you know, some of the epic tournaments in his career. And I think Indian Wells fits that box, whereas Miami doesn't. Uh, he's never won Miami and I don't think he ever will. I actually don't think he'll ever play Miami again. Uh, he didn't. He didn't even have it on his schedule in 2022, um, when he was, you know, at least when he was making that schedule, he was fit and firing. Of course, it was Indian Wells where he got a rib injury, and then all sorts of other things happened. Um, so I don't think we'll see him in Miami no matter what. But I think if if he's unscathed from those 
few weeks down under. I do think he may well plan to do Indian Wells. Why not? He might not. I don't think he'll do Acapulco. I think he'll just go into Indian Wells and and see what he can do. Uh, James? I think, he could, I think uh, and this is a bit, maybe a little bit of thing to put money on, I think he'll do the Golden Swing. Um, I, think okay. I think he. I, I just, oh, just because, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the I, I think he'll. I, I think certainly Rio because it's been a place that I mean, she's played at at points in his career, especially when he's been coming back from injury. I think in 2015 uh, he went to he went to Rio and won the won the competition there. And certainly, you know, he's got a huge base, as we know, noted when he went and did that tour with Holger, with um, Holger, with um, Kasper Ruud in South America last year. That there's a huge base of Rafa fans down there. That certainly someone going to do like a Buenos Aires and uh, and a Rio would could certainly be on his uh, on his cards. And as you say, then go to Indian Wells, in which he's got had some success. Take two weeks off to get ready to play on the clay and then hit Monte Carlo. Yep. Uh, that is that is a possibility. I'm just looking at uh, some nice images of him uh, in Rio. It's probably been almost 10 years since he did play there. Um, uh, at least on his body, it won't be too bad. And we saw Alcaraz getting prepped down in that part of the world a year ago, and uh, that didn't do him any harm as he went on to win, of course, Indian uh, Wells. Um, I remember and the interview he gave on Spanish TV two or three months ago. And he did say in that interview that, you know, he just didn't know. And he still seemed a bit glum at that point. That was before I think he ramped up the intensification of his practices. I think it was probably maybe end of August, beginning of September. No, maybe middle of September that interview happened. And he said um, more news will, will emerge in November. And he, and he has been giving us information over the last four weeks and then none more so than with today's announcement. Um, but he did say something very interesting in those interviews he gave. And it was kind of talking about, you know, the schedule for next year. And he says he has no idea, but it will depend on his body, as he often says. But he was actually referring to sort of the clay court swing with Barcelona and Madrid and Monte Carlo and Rome, where he's, these are places that he would probably like to tick off, but they all come in quick succession, uh, as in like if it was a, a sort of a farewell tour. But he made an interesting point uh, that was buried very, very far below and understandably so than, than a lot of the other comments he gave at that point. But he said, actually, it depends on my body. And he didn't mean as in like, if I'm feeling fit and healthy, I will play all those tournaments. Because actually, he suggested that if he was feeling fit and healthy, you might not see him at those tournaments because he thinks he has a chance at the French. So... Again, we're getting a few months uh, down the line, assuming we have a sort of, a, a, as I say, a, a healthy few months at the beginning of the year. But if you see him picking and choosing Barcelona and Madrid and, and, and so on and so forth, if you see him sort of selecting not to play Rome, I actually think that that means he thinks he has a chance of going far in, in Roland Garros. And if this was Roland Garros coming up in, in January rather than Australia, I still think we'd have him in a in a mix among among eight until we actually saw him on court. You might then dismiss him from a from a, 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 a mix of possible winners, but you would want to see him on court because if he ever turns up in any way, shape or form at the French, you know, as long as he's not playing Alcaraz or, or Djokovic in the first couple of rounds, then you're, you're thinking, well, he's always got a chance. So I think that was a very interesting point that he made that, that I don't think, because, you know, if we see him ticking off Barcelona, Madrid and all this, it might well mean, he doesn't think he can win the French. Does that make sense, Jethro? Yeah. I mean, I, I, he'll definitely play Barcelona unless something catastrophic happens. He'll definitely play there, obviously. Court named after him. I think, what was that the second second tournament he's won the most after after 
the French? Or was it Monte Carlo? Uh, uh, he's won double figures in Rome, Monte Carlo, and Barcelona, I think. And I think it's either Monte Carlo or Rome he's won the most. Um, because I think Barcelona is 10, but I could be wrong. They're all tr- double figures. Yeah. Anyway. So, but he'll definitely, he'll definitely play there. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with your reasoning. I, I mean, Madrid doesn't really suit him anymore. It doesn't, but it's a kind Absolutely. of farewell. If again, yeah. if he plays Madrid, it might be a that's an indication. Maybe, yeah. I I I can't see him wanting to play Madrid if he just just because I just don't see him doing. It's one of the there. it's one of the worst. Um, it's one of the sort of the worst sort of dichotomies for Rafa in this one is that he is Spanish and would want to go to Madrid, but as we know, Madrid is not the best place to go to prep for the French Open. Rome is the best place, but Rome mm-hmm. is not in Spain; it is in Italy. And uh, so he's so like damned if he. Damned if he, damned if he does, or damned if, damned if he do, and damned if he doesn't. In it, when it comes to whatever he picks with those two tournaments, because you say Rome is one of his best ever masters, yet it isn't the Spanish one, and the Spanish one he's kind of you know mayor on because it's all the way up at, up in the mountains. A guy yeah. from the ATP told me. Sorry, Jethro, I'll come to you in a second. A guy from the ATP told me in, when I was in Barcelona, which would have been, I guess, end of April. Uh, so this just comes after just after Monte Carlo. He had booked practice courts in Monte Carlo as in April of last year. So his his hope, at least a week before the tournament, was to go to Monte Carlo and, and play the tournament. And, it, and I think he had those concerns and thoughts and doubts about all of the clay court tournaments. as That's why he kept sort of saying, I won't be here every couple of weeks. Because um, he thought it might happen. But it, he was thinking to himself, a 40 or 60%, uh, you know, Rafa just isn't going to work at any of these tournaments, least of all the French. Um, and therefore, uh, he took this plan of action. I mean, is it is it wild, Jethro, to make any sort of Roger Federer comparisons um, compared to 2016 when he wrote off the second half of his season and then came back and had, uh, you know, an unbelievable 2017? Um, yeah, I can't. Obviously, it's not going to be quite the same because Djokovic was, you know, absolutely. Seen. Nadal, obviously, was... He'd also come back from a wrist injury. Yeah. And he was kind of up there competing with Roger in that season. But so we're not going to, we're still going to be the same. Um, obviously, Djokovic is top dog. And then you've got Sinner and Alcaraz who are right on his heels. So, I, and I think, and like Murray, you know, broke his body in that after that 2016 season, you know, fighting to be the best in the world, really. So when Federer came back in 2016, their kind of competition wasn't anywhere near what it is now going into the next season. So not um, only has Rafa got to deal with Djokovic still dominating tennis, yeah. he's got to deal with Valkaraz, he's got to deal with Sinner, he's got to deal with Runa, and all these other guys playing really, really well. So, um, but he could, he, but in the, in the same sense, he could have that kind of comeback where he's revitalised and he's in really, really great shape and he's playing well and he's a contender at all these tournaments again. I mean, it I certainly think play court tournaments he could I don't think it's yeah. fanciful to suggest he could be a contender at every clay court tournament he plays especially as he'll have a few months under his belt this is again assuming that the next four or five months go well yeah no I mean he's still a he'll like if he stays fit he'll still be probably top three contender at French in my opinion because I've written him off before and yeah 
If he has five months of healthy tennis where he's winning matches, he doesn't even need to win a tournament before the French, and he would probably go in in among the top three or four contenders. Uh, There's a a point here from Sean about uh, maybe needing to try and beef up the serve. Well, I think he needs to beef up full stop. He looks kind of gaunt in that video at the the end. They're very, very uh, slim-looking uh, Rafa, um, but that's to come perhaps. But on top of that, um, you know, there are certain things that he might like, like Sean says, you know, beef up the serve. It was something that Carlos Moya has been uh, praised for when he joined the team of, of improving Rafa's serve in that sort of 2016, 2017 period before we had a renaissance from both him and Roger. Um but he might also look at other elements of his game, trying to finish points a little bit earlier, trying to take the ball a little bit earlier. I mean, he's not well known for taking it early, although he is known for, in my book, at least for for at least having a lot of variety on his return position, uh, unlike many other players. But he does mix that up a lot, no matter who he's returning from, on, on no matter what court. I remember a match in Paris, Paris Bercy that he lost to Zverev in 2020 where actually it was by the end of the match, he was returning first serves very close to the baseline. He said he regretted not doing that sooner. Um, so anyway, Ghost is here sort of saying, can he even do that at this late stage? I think it's just referring to, to you know, coming back and winning tournaments. I, I think an optimistic, not, not the extreme optimism, James, but an optimistic uh, scenario for the next few months is that he does win a tournament, that he does win a a Barcelona or an Estoril or a Rio or, a, and I'm, I'm mentioning these sort of 250s and 500s on, on clay. Uh, I, I think, you know, and, and he does have runs at other tournaments. That's, that's not the extreme optimism, but it's one of the more optimistic lines. Um, what are your thoughts, James? Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing I always think about is the quite recent example of what will happen at the back end of 21 going into 22. It almost looked like, was that going to be the end of Rafa? And and then he will go, then he goes into Melbourne and then all of a sudden, he, you know, I say all of a sudden, but it was, then it was like, actually, no, he can win tournaments. And then he went on and went on and did what he did at the first half of, uh, of 22. So, Looking at recent examples of where we think his body has completely let him down and that um, and that he's gone, that had you know he's shown the absolute polar opposite. But we you know we are then in a situation though where he is very very now late into his thirties, thirty eight years of age. I mean, when we look at when Roger Federer won his last Grand Slam, it was at this it was at literally this point of of, okay. his, of his uh of of his career at thirty eight years of age at the Australian Open, and you kind of would say if he was ever going to do it. At, the, at any stage of his career, one last chance. It would be now if he was going to be able to go on and, and be able to actually win titles and potentially even challenge for Grand Slams. I mean, as we as we can probably gather from interviews that Rafa's done or teams or parts of Rafa's team has said, is that if he doesn't feel as though he's going to be competitive in winning slams, he would probably just sack it all in and say, that's it, I'm over, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly feels as though there is still a potential chance that he could pick up a... Australian or a French or a, or a US title once again. Okay, maybe maybe past it now on grass for Wimbledon, but um, you know certainly um, he certainly feels as though he's got he's got the ability in him still, and his body is in the situation where he could just about get it over the line in his mind. So I would say, can he still do it? Optimistically, yes, he could still probably still do it. Is it probable given given the current field and get and given what's um, you know. Now the I don't know what the title of them now baby gen I think is something people are now calling calling them in terms of Sino um, Alcaraz Runa and whatnot you know they're much stronger than what the next gen players were when 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 Rafa had to come back beforehand. If only there was a video out there on the uh, on YouTube where maybe his uncle spoke about 
how he envisaged uh, uh, his nephew's retirement. Oh, oh, hello. Hello there. I think there is actually. I don't think I've just found one on um, a, a YouTube channel called Talking Tennis, actually. So um, make sure you you give that a, a check out. Uh, I, I think it's about three or four minutes into the video where he talks about it. And he, and he touches on on some of the things that you just mentioned there, James, about, um, you know, he, he, he won't... He, he, he mentioned last year about a farewell tour. Uh, I think many people scoffed at that, understandably, and thought that just can't work that way. It would probably be just one or two tournaments and I'm out. And it might be Barcelona and Monte Carlo and, and the French and, and see you later. But um, I think the plan right now is to try and win tennis matches and be competitive. Um, I think we should probably just bring this to a close because I think there's not a lot more that we can add. But um, some closing thoughts from both of you. We'll begin with Jethro. Uh, on this. Uh, I hope you had a nice lunch, by the way, and I, I apologize that we've uh, disrupted your, your break in your day. But yeah, Why just some you? thoughts on 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 the next sort of 12 months and, and, and retirement and, and, and concerns and hopes and wishes for Rafa. Um, yeah. Um, well, I guess, you know, if he is, if he does find himself in a position where he's, you know, competitive at the top of the game, maybe he won't call it a day. Um, it's, I mean, when he, you know, when he first made his announcement, I think he was very emotional and he could, it sounded very much like he was going to call it quits after this year. But I think it's so, so open right now. Like, we have no idea what's, what's going to happen this season. So if he has an amazing year, then he might stay on for another year or, you know, stay on till the French Open next year. You know, I know the Olympics is this season as well. So he'll want to, and he's even expressed interest at playing doubles with Alcaraz at the Olympics this year which would be amazing, obviously. Um, so, yeah, there's just a lot of unknowns, but I just, I mean, you know, as a fan of his, I just hope he's, just hope he's fit, I just hope he's healthy, hope he's happy. Um, would love to see him being competitive, but, you know, health is, a uh, health is number one. And if we can get some big wins and some titles with it, maybe the, another French Open, then I, I'd be very happy. James? Come out swinging, Rafa. Come out swinging, I think, is, is, is my sort of uh, final message. You know, play, have fun, play the best game that you your body can possibly do. Play as many of the tournaments which you've had so much love and admiration with throughout the years uh, and make sure that if this is your final year that you have absolutely no regrets in how you and how you did it. You know, you, your ability, your body, uh, well, your, certainly your, your ability... Uh, and what you can do is at the top of the game. It's the reason why he, you know, at one point he did hold the most Grand Slam titles of any active or any of any male tennis player. You know, all I want him to do is to be, is to come out swinging and have the best time he possibly can in this year. Take some big victories where you can. Play some tight matches. Entertain. Play your brand of tennis. Don't do anything that compromises what you want, who you are, and let's see what happens this season. James, I thought you were going to go into a rendition of All I Want for Christmas there. You said, All I Want for, and I was like, there we go. Um, I have got another thing, actually, just to, to, to close us on, actually. Uh, Jethro, I think, I think there's a certain Serbian uh, called Novak Djokovic who I think is, actually wants this and would be quite keen to... He said, I, I said last week, I think, um, I, I'd love to play Rafa one more time, but, but not on clay, uh, which mm. I, I know he was joking about it with, with to some extent, but I actually think he's probably right because I think most of their last sort of dozen or so clashes have all come, or half a dozen clashes have all come on clay. Um, and I think he'd like to preserve his winning head-to-head, -head, which is 30-29, just an yeah. insanely 
it just shows their rivalry in so many so many ways but i think publicly even uh, he'll be he'll be quite he's also got two two in front right now in terms of the slam race so it's probably not like he's one behind uh, with the french on the horizon then i think he might be thinking differently but i think he i think the atp tour has missed rafa right jethro yeah of course um i think obviously federer with federer retired and then we still have Nadal and djokovic and then Nadal had all these health issues for the last kind of what year and a half or so Mm-hmm. and it's kind of just been Djokovic up there by himself, and it's just been Djokovic against anyone who can challenge him on their day. And it just brings a nice... It just it just, it means that he's got someone who he's got history with. They're obviously probably the, arguably the best rivalry in any, you know, faction of tennis ever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I've missed the rivalry for sure. I, As an Nadal fan, I certainly haven't missed the hardcore matches, but I think it's... <laughs> it is. It is only fair we uh, we get a Djokovic beat down on hard at some point at some point <laughs> this season. Um, I know that they've been waiting a very long time for that. His, yeah, his fans, yeah, yeah. his fans. So I'll, I'll let them have that one. Um, we've still got twenty twenty French Open final when Ivanisovic said that the dog didn't have a chance against Djokovic in those conditions. And ah, uh, yes, lost yeah. in three. Got Beg in the first set. I was like, yeah, that was probably one that's of right. Goran less wise. Uh, yeah. But no, in all seriousness, I mean, I would love a Wimbledon match as well. Um, their 2018 one, is that most recent? Yeah. And that was amazing. Which, and yeah. it was quite a, quite a significant match, really, in terms of the uh, the slam race. I think so. Uh, I think there was a, 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 was there a passing shot for Novak at 30-40 on break point. Mm-hmm. At like, uh, eight, like eight all or something like that in the fifth. Yeah, yeah, I was just talking to Carlos about that last week. If there's, if you could define... The, I mean, if, if Novak goes on to, to 20, 30 slams, and it, it probably won't be quite so defining, but certainly at this point, if there's one shot that changes the dynamic of that rivalry, then it, it might be that one, you know, because if he yeah. misses that and, and Rafa breaks and serves it out, and if Sputza maybe. Anyway, James, I, I think Novak will be happy, and, and I think the ATB Tour must be happy about this. Absolutely, I think most, and of course, all and most importantly, all, most of te- um, the sort of tennis fans out there will be happy that um, we're going to get hopefully one more, one more year, or at least uh, a range of a range of matches and a range of tournaments from them. Let's uh, let's let's see what happens. He is probably the only person left on, one of the few people left on tour that can really challenge and, and go up against Novak, and it's what we want to see going into uh, into another season. We can't really, you know, I'm probably going to get slated by another not Djokovic fans for saying this, but we can't really have another season of a 36 slash 37 year old dominating, uh, dominating the, the major events as we have this year. Mm-hmm. Of course, there will be one or two other players that have something to say about Rafa's return. Um, and also in, in as a partner, potentially as, as Jethro did touch on earlier in Paris in, in the form of Alcaraz. So there's all sorts of, of, of pleasant uh, retirement scenarios. Let's maybe um, finish on that rather than some of the unpleasant ones that could yet manifest itself. But I do think um, the final word, of course, must come from Rafa himself. As I love the tweet that Jethro put out earlier, which was a words to this effect, Jethro, was, um, thank goodness we've got a hola a todos with a, sort of a, a positive ring to it, rather yeah. than the, the sort of, particularly that sort of four or five week period between, I think, April and June, where every single hola a todos you knew it's, Oh, he's not playing Rome. Oh, he's not <laughs> playing Monte Carlo. He's not playing Barcelona. He did one where he ruled out Barcelona and Madrid. The others were all sort of individual. Yeah. Um, 
before finally the crescendo or, or the opposite of crescendo in a way with, with, with his press conference to say he wouldn't play the French or the rest of the year. But um, yeah, uh, I think we'll close out with um, the same uh, video that we played at the beginning, which is uh, Rafa Nadal confirming he will be returning to the ATP Tour uh, in around about a month from now in Brisbane um, with, he didn't say this, but I'm saying it with hopes and plans to play. I don't think he's just going to Australia to play Brisbane 250, <laughs> win no. the tournament and then say, see ya. That's where I want to, that's when he was asked the question the last six months, where do you, where do you envision, where do you envisage your retirement place to be? See it in Brisbane. I reckon. <laughs> that's, that's where I'll go. I'll go on a, on a tw 25, 30 hour journey to Brisbane, go and win the title. That'll, that'll prove who's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll play Rafa's words out, and uh, I'll see uh, James and Jethro. Thanks for coming on, and um, see you again both very soon. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Bye, bye. What? He Creo que no me merezco terminar así. Creo que me he esforzado lo suficiente durante toda mi carrera deportiva como para que. Mi final no sea hoy aquí en una rueda de prensa, ¿no? que mi final sea de otra manera y voy a esforzarme para que mi final sea de otra manera. Hola a todos. Después de un año fuera de la competición, eh, ha llegado el momento de volver. Será en Brisbane y será la primera semana de, de enero. Nos vemos allí. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.